podcast is brought to you by HCN, your source for the latest news in gaming, movies, and entertainment. Enjoy the show. Hello, funky listeners, and welcome to another episode of Funk Radio. This is your host, Kyle. And this is your host, Peter. Welcome to another episode of Funk Radio. That's what we just said. Welcome to another episode of Funk Radio, guys. Let's say it for a third time. <laughs> because we can't welcome you enough. This episode, not, I'm broadcasting. Like salesman. I'm broadcasting shirtless for this episode. Just so you guys know. Oh, that is an image I, that is an image I didn't need. Oh. Yeah. Well, if you're going to go shirtless, then I got to go shirtless. Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> Live on air. My nipples. <laughs> Did you really? <laughs> yes. Well, I'm kind of hot. That's why. Oh. Damn straight. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, that aside, Mr. Kyle, I thought we would take a somewhat shorter... Uh, episode this week. I was driving home um, after work today and I, and I had the thought of explaining to someone the difference between a remix, a mashup, and a mixtape. And I started to think about there are some similarities between those three different things, but there's also some differences and people who don't, who aren't really that familiar with those things might get them mixed up. No pun intended. So I thought we would have a little discussion about those things. Yeah, I'm slightly familiar with the the differences, but I'm sure I even get them mixed up sometimes. Heh, mixed. Uh, between, like, mashups, mixtapes, and what was the other one? Mashed potatoes? Remixes. Remixes. <laughs> mashed potato. So correct me if I'm wrong, because I'm probably totally wrong. A remix is when someone takes a single song and adds extra instrumentation or electronic backbeats or whatever to enhance the song, usually in a way that makes it more danceable, often than I find. Yeah. Uh, a mashup is where someone takes two or more songs, usually of similar beats, and puts them together in a way that the songs flow rhythmically. Mm-hmm. And a mixtape is something that you give your significant other to show them that you care. Well, that about wraps up our show for today. Thanks for listening. <laughs> <laughs> um, pretty much. I mean, yeah. I mean, obviously, we're going to be speaking from our own understanding of these things. So, if you really want to get really extremely technical with us, um, go ahead and fight us on Facebook at facebook.com/getyourfunk. But I'm pretty sure uh, we know what we're talking about. So just fight listen. me, mate. What up? <laughs> you've never, you've never heard that meme. It's like British troll kid. No. Like, in in every, like, comment section somewhere, there's, like, some guy who types, like, in, like, terrible, like, I don't know what you call it, text speak. They always say, like, like, what, like, what mate want to fight? I swear on me, mom. <laughs> like, <laughs> some funny. sort of, like, cockney sort of troll <laughs> kid thing. I don't even know. That's funny. Um, so going back to... <laughs> Going back to what you were uh, explaining a minute ago, yeah, I mean, you're you're pretty much right. Um, I feel I feel like Vladimir Putin right now. Why is oh because 
Why else, Peter? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I need to be on. All I need to be is on a horse. Maybe that for that's that. Maybe that's what we can do for the hundredth episode. We can broadcast live from a horse. Yes. Well, from separate <laughs> horses, not on the same horse. Broadcasting live from t- Kentucky Derby. I've snuck onto the track, <laughs> and I'm shirtless. <laughs> and then, where's, and, where's Sea Biscuit? I need to give him my gravy. I don't even want to think about what that means. Uh, <laughs> For our listeners who were hoping to have an on-topic discussion today, uh, so a remix, I think that's probably got to be by far the most uh, widely um, known and widely used um, of the three things uh, that we're talking about. Yeah, I mean, like you said, it's it's really taking a song, taking an individual song, and then as the name implies, remixing it differently into a different song, basically. I mean, and these can range from being quite similar to the original version, or they can be so different that you can barely recognize it, the original song. Um, personally, I tend to like the ones that stay pretty close to the original, or at least, you know, yeah. retain enough elements of the original, because, yeah. I mean, I've heard especially, like, Techno or House remixes what's, of certain songs, and like there's almost nothing. What's retained. interesting about what's interesting about remixes, and I think probably remixes are the only case of this, is especially in like the '80s and the dance craze era, and even in the disco in the '70s, mm-hmm. bands or singers or artists would create their own remixes of their songs that were more disco or dance friendly. Mm-hmm. So sometimes you would get these singles of songs, but they would issue them. Instead of on like one of those little forty-five discs, it would issue them on a full-size record, where one side was like the normal radio airplay song, and the flip side was the longer sort of dance remix version. That's correct. Yeah, that's a good point. Fun facts. This is something we may touch on later in a different episode, but I, I just want to point out that like the the regular like single version of a song is usually probably been no more than four minutes, probably more like three and a half. Um, whereas the dance slash club version of a song is usually probably a good seven to ten minutes, depending on the genre and the song. Yeah, because they usually, yeah, they usually extend the chorus. There's usually a long instrumental pause where people can dance and blah blah. blah. Yeah, but um, so that's probably really. Would you say that's probably about when remixes got started? It was yeah, the disco I was, era. I was actually just, just about to say that. That that's probably how they all got started, really, because that's because they started probably. Yeah, I would say maybe late seventies, somewhere in the eighties, maybe. It's it's hard mm-hmm. for me to say specifically, but I know especially by the eighties they were definitely around. Um, yeah, definitely. So, in the era of discotheques, yeah, I can see that. That's kind of where they got their start. I can dig it. Um, and also, yeah, you know, another, uh, one, one one thing I want to say about remixes too is that. Actually, there's two things I want to say. One is that sometimes it was like the band or whoever would release their own remix of their own song. But I think too wasn't. I mean, the DJs like at a like at a club, for example, or probably not on the radio, but like more at a club. I mean, wouldn't they mix their own versions of songs as well? And that's how some of the early DJs became famous as well. Yeah, yeah. Often, often early DJs using obviously turntables would have. Uh, songs that they would. Oh my God! 
Well, I'm pretty sure we just uh, witnessed the apocalypse there, funky listeners. Are you there? Hi. Okay, you know what pretty much the last thing you ever want to happen when you're shirtless? I don't know what. Have a gigantic spider crawl out on onto your desk. Oh. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I thought maybe your desk collapsed and everything in the world fell on top of you. No. That's what it sounded like. I think that might be, this might be worse than that. Oh my gosh, sorry. <laughs> this is a pretty interesting episode. In a few different ways. <laughs> my shirt is back on because I pretty much feel like I just got like... Did you get violated by this, the spider kind? Yes. Okay. Oh my god. I hate freaking spiders, and this thing was huge. It was like the size of a quarter. Oh god. If you don't like spiders either, tell us on our Facebook page at facebook.com slash getyourfunk. But not yet, because... You ever see that movie, Arachnophobia? I did not, no. Oh, you gotta watch that movie. It's a really terrible ladies movie. It has uh, John Candy. Fighting spiders? The spider, as soon as I... Like, acknowledge the spider's existence, it ran off of the table at me, which caused <laughs> me to fall backwards in my chair, and then it was scurrying along the floor, and I crushed it with a pile of records. Interesting. Hopefully I didn't damage any of my records. Well, that's the only way that we kill anything on Funk Radio. Live, for your yeah. entertainment. Uh, so getting, so getting back on the subject, Kyle, um, you were saying something about <laughs> DJ's um, mixing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. DJs would often use spiders to scare. No, um, DJs would, when they had their two their turntable set of two record players, they would take one song and adjust the tempo based on the speed knob of the player or manually, and put it put a bed of like a, just an instrumental dance remix or dance of a song. Uh, yeah, I can talk. And they, on the other table, they would put a instrumental track, and they would kind of play the two, get, the two together in a sort of mashup of sorts, but not so much in a lyrical way, in a, a way of, te- of matching the tempos. Mm-hmm. And so often they could create remixes, dance remixes, like on the fly. Um, That's a good lead-in to mashups, too, I think. Yeah. Because... Uh, they are... Remixes and mashups are pretty similar. I think there is some kind of gray area in between there. Uh, because to me, a mashup is two or more, because remix is one song generally, whereas a mashup is two or more, usually no more than like three, maybe four, but mm-hmm. most commonly probably two songs mashed together in a way that kind of takes elements from both and mixes them together. I don't know how often it's, I guess I have to bring this up because I've been playing around with making a few of my own in the last month or so, and I tried one; it was terrible. It sounded pretty good. I liked it. It was okay. <laughs> um, but it's really weird how you can think, "Oh, these two songs are going to go great together," and then they completely don't. And you were saying something earlier about about beat matching, Kyle. I think that's part of it, mm-hmm. but also it, it's it has to do with a whole lot of other things that you just can't really predict. As well, yeah. so the artists who mash up stuff really well, I give them a lot of kudos because having done a few of my own, they're not that easy to do in terms of finding songs that work well together. Totally. Um, I'm gonna name drop here because it's usually probably one of the best mashups I've ever heard. Uh, mm. 
um, that artist, uh, what did he call himself? It was like Marvin something, remember? He did that mashup of Marvin Gaye and Mo Steph. Oh, you mean just Steph a few and... months ago? Yeah. Oh, yeah. He, he calls himself like Marvin Yeezus or something. Let me see. I don't want to get everything wrong because I want to give him a shout out. Right. Um, we know, remember when we were into that a few months back, that was like the part one of two, that album, and then they just released part two, like maybe, maybe yeah. two weeks ago. So. Yeah. The, the artist goes by Yazin Gay, mm-hmm. but yeah, it's, um, it's a Marvin Gaye and most Def kind of mashup album. Mm-hmm. Now, I wonder that's if that's because most Def's uh, real name is Yazin. I don't know, whatever. Um, mm. but we can, if we can, we'll post a, a link to it either through, we can either put it on YouTube for you guys and show you one of the songs, or we can post a link to where you can download it yourselves mm-hmm. or both. Cause um, it is free music. On, yeah, exactly. Free music is always good. Yeah. And it's but good music is not absolutely always amazing. Yeah. That's really I good. I played it constantly in my car for probably almost a month. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's, uh, that's a really good example. A pretty recent example of. Being able to mash up two artists together, and not only for one song, but for multiple songs yeah, across two albums. Pretty basically an album worth of songs. That's what's yeah. impressive. Um, but there's a lot of other really good mashup artists out there. Um, what's that guy that always does really good mashups? Uh, Kaiga, um, Benny Benassi. I mean, obviously they have their own. It seems like a lot of electronic artists kind of do that as a hobby as well. It's, yeah. They'll release like mashup remixes of songs, yeah, just for fun. Um, Actually, so, uh, so t- tying back to what we were saying at the beginning of yeah, yeah, of mashups, how they there's kind of a blurred line in between that and remixes. Mm-hmm. I think that line is because when you were saying about how DJs when they would make remixes, sometimes they would mix it with like an instrumental track in the background of something else. I think, and especially if even if you're doing a remix of a one song by itself, usually you're adding elements that are coming from somewhere else. You're not only using pieces of that original recording. So pretty much you're always taking from at least one other source in a remix. So I think that's kind of where you you don't have a, like a really specific border between remix and mashup. So in that way, they're pretty similar. True. Now, I guess getting kind of to the last of the three, how would you define a mixtape? Well, okay, so, I mean, the original meaning of a mixtape was, I think, what you were saying at the beginning, um, well, literally, like a cassette tape or later on a CD of songs. Usually it's, I mean, sometimes it's for friends, but usually it's for a significant other. And songs that fit a certain theme like summer or it's songs that are these are our special songs together stuff like that um Mm -hmm. so it's just a mix of random songs not from any particular artist or genre um just kind of played one after the other in a sequence basically as you would listen to a regular cassette tape i'm i'm lazy so i looked up the uh definition of mixtape it's kind of changed yeah wikipedia defined it as um, it's usually reflect, reflecting the musical taste of its compiler. It can range from a casually selected list of favorite songs to a conceptual mix of songs linked by a theme or mood. Mm. 
uh, essayist Joffrey O'Brien has called the personal mixtape, quote, the most widely practiced American art form. Hmm. Interesting. So I suppose you could say that, especially like maybe not so much nowadays because everyone just shares like playlists, if anything. Which, not even if that, you really. think about it, the playlist is kind of the evolution of the mixtape. I think uh, it is. And I believe we did, I, I want to say we had an episode about playlists. I was going to say about. that 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 seemed really familiar when I said that. I'm like, I think we've talked about this before. But. Yeah. So I think, I think, I think we did actually. Yeah, we must have talked. It sounds familiar, yeah. That mm-hmm. we talked about how that the playlist has kind of become the replacement for the, uh, oh, here's a for the mixtape um, in the original sense. Go ahead. Um. I guess another, I guess, vernacular of mixtape is in the hip-hop world. Uh, wasn't hip- Mixtapes in the hip-hop world didn't so much mean just sharing favorite artists, but in the early days of hip-hop, music, the music really only existed in like a live format because people would just, you know, rap mm. off the cuff, so to speak. Right. And so the music would be recorded at these live events, parties, whatever, and spread via mixtapes because that were you know these that were recording mm. these live uh rappers in the all the way back to the mid 70s and these these like i guess budding artists in the hip-hop world like cool herc and africa bombata i've heard of cool herc mm. um kind of started out on mixtapes and that's how the rap and hip-hop i guess genre kind of proliferated in the late 70s early 80s that's interesting i never knew that through these like passing of hand sort of you know black market of music no pun intended <laughs> that's uh, um but yeah i guess because i mean before a genre really becomes a thing if it's not popular enough to kind of make its way into recording studios i can see how that's more or less the only way that it could have been recorded at the mm-hmm. time that's pretty interesting. I never thought about that before. Pausing on mixtapes for a minute, actually going back to um, remixes, there's something else I forgot I wanted to mention, is that I think also, like, we talked about remixes in the definition as we know them now, but I think there was also a different definition earlier on for remix, which is literally mixing it to a different arrangement than what was the original agreed-on mix. So, I mean, when you're when you record a song, obviously you're recording dozens of instruments sometimes and vocals and everything. And uh, whoever is working on mixing that track together, all of those instrument tracks into one master track, they have to mix the levels and timing of everything so that they match and they sound well together. But if they want to later on go back and say take down the vocals a lot at a certain part of the song and bump up the drums or something, you know, stuff like that. I mean, if, if they really want to change how the instruments and the vocals and things interact with each other throughout a song, that, I guess, I want to say that it was like the original meaning of a remix, which was mixing it in a different arrangement from its original way. That makes sense. So... Uh, I can't think of any specific examples right now, but I'm pretty sure there's times where you'll say you'll see a song in an album, and then like at the end you'll say this song remix, but it really means just arranged in a different way. Mm-hmm. So anyway, just thought I would say that. Back back to uh, mixtapes. So 
Yeah, originally mixtapes were literally tapes of different songs mixed together based on the taste or, you know, the the hip-hop thing or what have you. But um, I think nowadays we kind of have a new definition for mixtape, which is more or less like a subgenre, if anything, Um, if you really want to call it that. Pretty common, and I would say in especially electronic music. Um, some other genres I think it works pretty well in. You don't quite see it everywhere, but basically it's where an artist, usually a DJ, will compile usually their musical taste or a specific uh, genre or something into a longer format, say 20 to 60 minutes, Well, where they kind of have like a, how do I say this, a consistent beat throughout the entire track that's you know very long but throughout the time it kind of shifts from one song into another uh, and sometimes yeah. they have overlap as well I, w- I would assume that that sort of effect would often be used for things like uh like mixtapes or playlists that you would use to exercise because you want to keep a consistent beat you know right yeah good point not that i know much about that because <laughs> i'm a fat slob who runs away from spiders well, at least you run away and don't roll away. Yeah. <laughs> if I rolled away, I'd kill them. <laughs> but I mean, that, I guess um, that's kind of become the new meaning of mixtape. It's more of uh, a generally longer compilation of songs. Uh, I guess you could more or less call it a mashup, just an extended version of one, but it contains a lot more songs and they're not on top of each other as much, uh, per se. Yeah. Yeah, good point. And like I said, it kind of lends itself pretty well to electronic music. Um, anything where there's like a consistent beat that can just keep going for a long time, I think that kind of harkens back to like the disco days. The disco days, yeah, and the the club setting. Although, I mean, there's other genres where it can work. I would say hip hop would probably be fine. Um, I mean, hecky. I think I've even seen a couple of reggae mixtapes as well. So oh, yeah. it, it's it's out there for a lot of genres. I don't know if it's out there for every genre. Um, but I, I personally really enjoy them actually. Um, mm-hmm. Just because it's something I can listen to for a long time without having to worry about changing or anything, but also it covers a lot of different songs as well. And it's kind of interesting to see how an artist kind of interprets those songs into one big compilation like that. Mm-hmm. I agree. Yay. Yeah. Um, but yeah, mixtapes and I guess all three of these mixtapes, mashups, and remixes have all kind of evolved over the years with musical tastes and especially with the advent of electronic music mm-hmm. um, to allow for more. I mean, heck, anybody with audacity, the program we used to record, can technically make a mashup or a remix. That's true. Yeah, it's be, it's become a lot easier for people more to access the tools to do that. Mm-hmm. Before, you know, you need to have a sound studio, you need to have, you know, recording devices and all this yeah. crazy stuff. Now anyone can just cut up, you know, an MP3 and poof. Yeah, I mean, that's can be good for people who want to learn how to do it and are good. I would say for people who are as good, maybe that's not the best thing, but maybe that's a good way of knowing that you're not good for like cheaply. Yours yeah, wasn't that bad, dude. I liked it. <laughs> I know. I just like to beat up on myself. Yeah. Um, 
But yeah, SoundCloud, I guess, if we're talking about remixes and yeah. mashups. Yeah, yeah. Is like is like the Facebook of remixes and mashups. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um Yeah, you can go on there and everybody who puts the word DJ in front of their name has some songs up there. <laughs> some good, some bad. Yeah. But uh it's a fun way to discover a lot of good like electronic artists, remix artists, and really just yeah. artists in general, because there's a lot of like just generic or I guess general genres, not just remixes, right up on that site. So yeah, I mean, I've I've found it good for two things. One, finding just random people's mixes of songs or especially genres that you may like. Um, you can find stuff that you're not going to find necessarily from the big name artists. Um, you find these other people's interpretations, which is pretty cool. Um, some are really good, others are not as good, but you know. That's the nature of it, right? Yeah. And um, the other thing I would say is that a lot of a lot of big profile artists you use have do have SoundCloud accounts. So not only do they sometimes post the music that you're you know you know that that you may know them for, but also sometimes they'll post stuff that isn't available anywhere else. Like for example, they'll put up a mixtape that says here on SoundCloud, you can you can listen to it, you can download it, whatever. You know, you can't get this anywhere else. So if you're following that band on SoundCloud, then you're getting additional content from them that you wouldn't get in other ways. I think that's about as deep as we can possibly get into, into mixtapes and stuff. Um, but yeah, if you guys, I guess if you listeners, have any good either mixtapes, remix artists, playlists, what have you, that you think we would enjoy and would like to share... Um, Post it on our Facebook page or just message us on our Facebook page, whatever. At Facebook.com slash get your funk. Yes. That's G E T U Y O U R F U N K. Shut up, I can spell. <laughs> also, I'm looking uh, this up for a second. Give me a second. You can also go to SoundCloud.com slash Peter W J Dibble um, to listen to some of my way personal. Hawk, way to hawk your wares. I know. Well, we were talking about SoundCloud, so now I have to do it. But yeah, touche. That's, uh, you can listen to some of my personal ones that I've done. They're not perfect, but they're they're pretty fun. There's I some guess. pretty good ones. I like them. I dug them. We hope you, yeah. you, dig, you, you dig the blah, blah, I can't talk. Uh, blah, 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 that's all, folks. Boonk. If you want to hear more awesome podcasts like this one, visit hcm.tv. Thanks for listening. <laughs>